Hey, you're about to hear a great word from our teaching team. At Freedom House, we're about equipping you to experience Christ's freedom every day. We would love to connect with you. We stream our live services Sundays at 10.30 and 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. You can join us at freedomhouse.cc live. I hope you enjoyed this message. You know, if you cannot tell, today is our student takeover weekend, and it has been absolutely crazy. What that means is basically every aspect of the service has been completely taken over by our students. We had amazing worship. We have our new merch, which you should check out in the lobby. We have speakers tonight who will be communicating God's word, every single one of them, students here at Freedom House. And it's so amazing to be a part of that. Are you guys glad to be a part of a church that supports our students and does some amazing things? You know, today we have what we call our five on five. So we have five students who will be speaking for five minutes each. Let me tell you guys, I listened to these and it is absolutely amazing. How this works is five minutes will happen. One student will come up and at one minute during their clock, you will see this thing pop up in the air right now. A one minute sign. That means, guess what? They have one minute left. At 30 seconds, you will see this sign. That means they have 30 seconds left. And then at 10 seconds, you will see a little countdown pop over behind me. Can you guys do that for me real quick? 10, 9, Eight, count down with me, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and then there'll be a noise, there'll be music, and that person will exit from the stage, and we'll give them a round of applause, and they're gonna be doing such an amazing job today. And let me tell you something really quick. They have all come prepared with a single topic of this kind of entire weekend is themed after endless summer, endless youth, just going forward and accomplishing God's will, even as young people. And today, they have all come ready to prepare this sermon all about chasing the wave. What are we chasing in our life? So without further ado, I want to introduce the first person we have tonight. His name is Jalen. Let me tell you, he was one of the most devoted kids you will ever meet in your entire life. He lives the gospel, and he can communicate it super well. Let's give him a hand right now to Jalen. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Kobe, for that amazing introduction, man. Um, well, for those who don't know, like you just said, my name is Jalen Patterson, and I am a student here at Vertical. I also go by social for some of my, friend, my fellow friends, but um, I'm just gonna be quite honest right now. I don't exactly know how long I've been going to Freedom House, <laughs> but the point is I've been going and receiving the word of God. So, Today I'm gonna to be talking to you about chasing God through faith. Now what does that mean exactly? What does chasing God through faith mean? Well, the correct terminology for faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So just, just take a moment, grasp that in. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Well, I know everyone in here has a goal, right? Everyone has some type of goal, whether that is to be a better, whether that is to get closer to God, get all A's in school, or be, just be a better person, or just a general goal and all. If you have a goal, but you do not believe that you will accomplish that goal, then you will not accomplish that goal. So once again, if you have a goal, but you do not believe that you, that you can accomplish that goal, then you won't accomplish that goal. But it is through the faith that you will accomplish that goal that you have, that you will accomplish that goal. Now, when I was asked to speak at Student Takeover, I'm just gonna be quite honest. Um, 
all I really wanted was a role, you know. I just wanted to be a part of Student Takeover. But I got the call. Josh said, hey, do you want to speak at Student Takeover? I was like, yeah, cool, yeah. So I immediately got, when I got off the phone, I immediately went home and said, Mom, don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> um, I've never been related to a preacher, never been close to a preacher, you know. I've always listened to preachers, but I've never, like, stood close to a preacher and said, hey, why don't you teach me how to preach? So, um, so my mom responds to me and says, well, why don't you just tell your testimony? So that's exactly what I'm going to do today. I'm going to tell my testimony. So when I was nine, I was diagnosed with epilepsy. For those who don't know what epilepsy is, epilepsy is when you, when you start having seizures. And that took a big toll on my life because at nine years old, I, I wanted to be nine. Like, I, I know everybody's been like, yeah, what does being nine mean? Well, being nine, you want to ride those roller coasters. You want to go to your friend's house. You want to stay the night. You want to do all those fun things. But when you have epilepsy, that stops you and that, and that doesn't allow you to do those fun things that you want to do. So when I was nine, I didn't take my medicine. And, you know, sometimes that still applies. I don't take my medicine. But... Um, <laughs> but, but it is through my faith in God that got me through those hard times, and that's why I'm able to say that I have been seizure-free since eighth grade, and I just graduated high school. So I just want to take this time and leave you guys with a few, a few, sta a few like, statements and like, things that I've created, just a few of them, and a Bible verse. And I'm just going to start with, Faith pulls us from the pain of the past into the possibility of the future. Faith pulls us from the pain of the past into the possibility of the future. I'm going to further elaborate on that by the Bible verse. It says, Romans 8.18 says, the pain you're feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. I felt like I, I could re really relate to that because... That, that past pain that I was having was those seizures. That past pain was I was having was me being nine and not being able to do what I wanted to do. But the joy that I have now is being 18 and being able to live my life the way that I want to live it. So, so I'm, I'm going to go into another thing that um, I created that, or I didn't create, but I kind of got it from someone. So, but he created it. That's the point. But God waits until the darkest times of your life to test your faith. Why is that? Because that's when he's going to further strengthen your faith. But, but God won't always put what you want in your hands, but he'll put it in your reach. Because he's testing you. That's that test that I'm saying. He wants to see if you'll take that extra leap of faith. He wants to see if you'll take that extra step. He wants to see if you'll take that extra, go that extra mile to get what you want, to see if you still believe what, he, what he's doing for you. And then that is what I, that's that test that I was elaborating on. But anyway, like I, what I'm going to say, or that's going to lead me into my last point is, if God was able to get me through the hard times that he got me through, then there's nothing that he can't get you through. And it is your faith that allows you, it is Woo! your faith in God that allows you to get through your circumstance. Oh, man. Woo! Hey, stand up for him right now. Come on. Hey, let me tell you what, man. He might not be related to a preacher, but you took extra time than you should have, that makes you a preacher 100%, and I promise it.
Anointed by a preacher right there. There it is. You're set, man. Take all the time you need next time. They ain't got no plans tonight. You good, man. You good. I mean, these guys are insane. Like, I'm sitting over here. I'm taking notes from these guys. And, like, these guys, and I've heard the, their sermons multiple times over. And they're just, they're so amazing. I mean, to hear someone's testimony like that and that they have faith through the difficult times in their life as an 18-year-old. I mean, I just want, I want to be like that when I grow up. Let me tell you that. The next person I want to introduce to you is someone who is so amazing. I mean, they are dedicated to what they do. They are the most graciously soft-spoken but real hard person you've ever met in your entire life. You know those people, like, they're the velvet hammers of your life? Like, Colby, that's just, like, like that's such a great idea, but, like, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, you should not do that right now. Like, she will tell you what you need to know, but in such a nice way. And so as we welcome Beth Marshall to the stage, let's give her a hand right now. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? I am so excited and honored to be here. For those of you guys who don't know me, like Colby said, my name is Beth Marshall. I've been coming to this church for about two years now. I was invited to bad prom at the end of my freshman year, and now I'm a rising senior. Um, I go to Bradford Prep School right next door, and I actually started a Christian club there um, during my sophomore year. And fun fact, I'm actually also super involved in the University City area. Young Life Ministry, some of my Young Life friends are here, and we just went to the Dominican Republic to help prepare and serve at a Young Life camp for Dominican high schoolers to come and meet Jesus Christ. And so that's all besides the point, though, because I'm ready to jump into the Word of God if you guys are. I'm gonna be reading from Romans 8, five through six today. Paul is speaking and he says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace, which is exactly what I'm gonna be talking about today. My message is titled, Chasing Peace. The definition of peace is freedom from disturbance, quiet or tranquility. Another definition says, the absence of mental conflict and the presence of serenity. I believe that our relationships with God are meant to be with freedom from disturbance and mental conflict and to feel real and natural. In this passage of Romans, Paul is describing two different mindsets that lead to two different lives and, two different lives and ultimately two different destinies. It says that peace is received when we set our minds on the spirit and only the spirit. This is again emphasized in John 14, 27, which says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace is freely given to us as one of God's promises in the Bible. In the Bible it says that God always keeps his promises and his covenants to us and that the promises of God are yes and amen and I believe that your inner peace is only one yes and amen away. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I'm gonna be sharing just a very small part of my testimony today. Um, actually, in last August, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, and I had very excessive and persistent worry and fear about practical, everyday situations. And as I have grown from that and found coping mechanisms that work for me and healing through Jesus, I've also found out that a lot of people, even in this very room, probably even sitting next to you, deal with the exact same thing. In fact, 40 million adults and one in six children in America um, experience extreme or severe anxiety every single day, and only a third of those actually receive treatment. It is so prevalent in our society that historians are beginning to call this era the age of anxiety. I believe that God has called certain people to speak about this issue and switch those statistics. Everybody say, switch those statistics. Switch those statistics. It's a tongue twister. Um, 1 Corinthians 14.33 reads, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. 
Another version says, for God is not the author of disorder, but of peace. This is actually one of my favorite Bible verses and I can actually specifically remember the first time that I heard it. I think that confusion and disorder can disrupt or disturb our relationships with God and also create anxiety in our lives. This verse is a reminder to me that our relationships with God are actually very simple and don't need to be dramatized, complicated, or confusing. Albert Einstein once said, peace cannot be kept by force, it can only be achieved by understanding. I find it interesting that Jesus never preached the absence of trouble in this world. In fact, he told us to prepare for it and that it shouldn't come as an unexpected surprise when it arrives. <laughs> we need to start understanding that the battle has already been decided and that God has promised us peace and all we have to do is receive it. God doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants us to be honest. I believe that ever since I've realized the simplicity of the gospel, that Jesus came to give us life and peace, my relationship with God has become a lot more mature and meaningful. To have peace of mind, I had to stop fighting with my thoughts. I had to think, gosh, if this God says that he has my best interest in mind and that he chooses me and adores me, he must want so much more from me than to walk through life with fear, worry, and anxiety. I only have a minute left, so to close, I'm gonna be sharing with you guys just a few tips on overcoming anxiety and embracing the power of simplicity. Number one is let God empower you to change. I believe that God loves personal effort and that he rewards it. I think that when we allow God to empower us to change, we can take the steps that we need to in our flesh to be able to change. Number two is get plugged in because the enemy cannot destroy you if he cannot isolate you. And we all need people in our lives to help us get through stuff. Number three is attend Christian counseling. I attend Christian counseling myself and I have found the most healing through it and have actually felt the calling towards Christian counseling and hope to pursue that in my future career. Number four is spend time with God because like I said before, if he chooses you and he adores you, he must wanna spend time with you. And number five is learn to trust God. Um, I'm gonna close with a statement that I saw in an article the other day. It said, if God created the entire universe in six days, how much faster can he deliver you from your situation? Thank you. Come on, it's about that. I mean, the amount of facts she just hit us with, y'all. Switching them statistics on us. An amazing, amazing job. You know, if the future of our faith is in their hands, I am not worried at all about that. Let me tell you that. I'm actually really excited for it. Well, let me tell you what else I'm excited for. This person that's coming up next is just the best person in the world. And let me tell you, guys will completely agree when you guys hear her speak. Let me tell you what, she is new to Freedom House, but she is so on fire for God, even as a, what, 13-year-old? I mean, you can't, like, I can't even make this stuff up, guys. So without further ado, Sage, would you get on up here? Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Hello everybody, my name is Sage Martin. I am 13 years old and I have been attending Freedom House for about a year now. Um, my family and I, we found this church and we decided to come visit and I absolutely fell in love with the people, the atmosphere, just everything about it and I was just so excited to get plugged in here. Um, I've also been going to Vertical for almost a year now. Um, <laughs> I came and I just loved it so much. It was just a fun opportunity to be able to make friends and connect with God in a brand new way. So I'm very honored to be here today. Could you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. So I'm just gonna kinda jump right into my message. So today I'm gonna be talking about chasing approval. The fight for approval is a really big problem in society today. A lot of people try to change who they are for others and for their approval. 
This is actually something that I struggle with a lot. Um, I have a very big personality. I'm really outgoing, very friendly. I make friends very easily. And um, as a matter of fact, when I was about four years old, I was at a basketball camp and I was a small little girl, squeaky voice, and I'd just walk up to the coaches and start talking to them. Later on in the day, you'd probably see me holding their hand or on their shoulders, on their back, sitting on their lap, and even falling asleep on their lap. I just had that big personality. And many times my mom has tried to teach me boundaries and she's had to tell me, now Sage, there's times when you can let it all out and then there's times when you just need to keep it in. That's too much personality for some people to handle. Um, actually, because of this big personality, when I was younger, a lot of my friends and even my sister told me, Sage, why are you so annoying all the time? Could you just stop being so annoying? God, Sage, that's annoying. And so I actually found this to be the root of why I chased after people's approval so often. I would sometimes wake up in the morning and tell myself, Sage, don't even talk today. I don't wanna, I don't wanna aggravate anybody. You know what, like, don't even really do anything. Stay really chill today, because I don't wanna get on anybody's nerves. Because I wanted to fit in, and I wanted them to like me, and I wanted them to really accept me. And I found myself trying to change the way I acted and the way I was wired for other people. And I found myself sacrificing who I was for who my friends wanted me to be. Don't let approval push you to the point where you sacrifice who you are for who your friends want you to be. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, it tells us, our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. So I had to stop trying to please man and instead rest in what God has said about me. I had to stop worrying about what people think of me and instead know what God thinks of me. Because in Psalm 139, 13 through 14, it tells us, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. He's made me perfect. He's made me fearfully and wonderfully made. He's wired me this way and he says it's perfect. He thinks it's perfect in his eye. And so I'm having to learn to accept my big personality and who I am and the way he's wired me because I can't change that. That's just the way he's made me. I can't change who I am. And as a matter of fact, he's wired me this way for a reason. He's wired me this way so that one day I can do great things for him. He's wired each and every one of us in this room a certain way so that one day we'll do great things for his name. We don't need to change who we are because we know who we are in Christ. We know that we're children of God. In fact, in 1 John 3, 1 through 3, it tells us, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. A lot of people try to change who they are because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know that they're children of God. They don't know what God has said about them. They don't know that they've been made fearfully and wonderfully. They don't know that they've been made perfect in God's eyes, that they've been made this way for a reason, but we do. And we don't need to change who we are. We don't need to constantly try to be somebody that we're not because the way God has wired us is perfect. He's wired us that way for a reason, and we know what he says about us. We, we know that we've been made fearfully and wonderfully made, and that we're children of God. We know who we are in Christ, and so we don't need to constantly try to change who we are. See, we need to start trying to learn to accept who we are, and we need to start trying to learn to praise God for how he has wired us. And instead of trying to change it all the time, we need to embrace it. We need to embrace who we are. We need to embrace the way he has made us, the way you look, how big or how small you are. It doesn't matter. You need to embrace that. Because one day, that is going to work for his good. One day, it's going to do great things for him. So... My main point today is don't try to change who you are for the approval of others and instead rest in the approval of God. Come on, come on, Sage. Oh, yeah. I mean, 13 years old, guys. 
Absolutely mind-blowing. An amazing job. Such a great job. You know, I have the honor of introducing this next individual. Someone that you guys saw already. He, let me tell you what, he was worshiping on the platform here, but let me tell you, he lives a lifestyle of worship. And he's going to be talking about that today. And let me tell you, he has some amazing content for us today. He is one of my good friends. He is so awesome. Daniel, why don't you get on up here, man? What's up? Man. All right. Hey, guys. How's it going? My name's Daniel. I have been at Freedom House for almost 10 years now. I am a veteran, and um, I, <laughs> it has been a while. A couple quick things about me. Um, I'm 18 years old. I have very, very interesting hair. You have never seen this hair before in your life. I don't know where it came from. It just kind of popped up one day. I was 13, woke up, and there it was. And uh, yeah, so um, another quick thing. I love to worship. I've had a incredible, incredible life so far. I found a calling on a vertical trip back in 2013, Epic Camp. Nobody knows what that is, except me and a couple of people in here, but that is where I found my calling to love God and pursue Him wholeheartedly through ministry, through worship. And that is what I'm gonna be talking to you guys about today. And the first thing is, I'm gonna dive right into it. Why do we worship? Everybody participate in this with me. Everybody breathe in, everybody breathe out. That's why we worship. It's plain and simple. We don't deserve this life. God gave us a second chance when we didn't deserve it, and that's why we worship. We don't worship him for what he can do for us. We worship him for who he is. Now, there's a couple things that happen when we worship, and the first of it is this, is God will fight your battles. He will take over any circumstance, any trial, anything. He will take it over. If you have your Bibles, jump with me to 2 Chronicles 20, verses 15. It says this. He said, listen, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them, you will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel, but you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch. He says, don't even worry about it. Just watch and let me do my work. We're going to jump to verse 21. It says, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. They said, give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. And at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves, and the battle was instant, won instantly. So singers and dancers and everything, everybody just walked out and said, Lord, you're good. You're great. You're awesome. We love you. We praise you for who you are, and the battle was won instantly. They didn't even have to do anything. Whatever battles you're facing will be won through worship. Plain and simple, whatever you're facing, whatever you're facing. The second point is that miracles will take place. As believers, we want to blame God for what happens if things go wrong in our life, if circumstances happen, if we lose our job, if we get a bad grade, don't blame that on God. That was all you. <laughs> um, in Mark 9, 23, it says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus is speaking. He said, anything is possible if a person believes. In Luke 18, 27, it says, what is impossible for people is possible with God. We often feel like our miracle is so far off and we'll never get able to, to see it happen when the truth is it's in this very room right now and God is always with you and he can do anything. 
all right? The third point is this, fear will be destroyed. First Timothy 1.7, everybody knows this Bible verse. If you don't, you're about to. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. In Philippians 4.6, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for everything he's done for you. Worship through every season, every trial, every fear, everything. You want to know the top 10 fears in the world? Losing your freedom, the unknown, pain, disappointment, misery, loneliness, ridicule, rejection, death. And the number one fear is failure. We all fear every one of those things that I've said. Failure, we all fear failing as a student, failing as a parent, failing at our jobs, failing at those grades I talked about earlier. <laughs> we all fear loneliness. We sometimes feel that nobody else in this room has gone through what I've gone through. I am all alone. That is not true. Everybody in here has dealt with something and is similar in the same way. You are not alone. God is always guiding you, catching you when you fall. Even when we stumble, God is there. All our hope is found in perfect love. We were singing that song earlier called Heart of God. All our hope, all our trust is found in God's love when we worship him. This is my final point. I've got 10 seconds left. Everybody repeat this after me. Worship wins wars. Thank you, Freedom House. Oh yeah. Great job, Daniel. Worship wins wars. That sounds like an Instagram bio to me. That man's preaching over there, doing a great job. What I love about Daniel is that he lives on and off the platform in the exact same way. It's not a show up here for him. It is his actual lifestyle. So it's amazing to see that. The next person speaking tonight is someone near and dear to my heart. I actually used to carry them around in kids' class and teach them their colors. Like, that's how long ago this was. And it's crazy for me that they're going to be speaking today, which is weird that I'm even in that point in my life now, but we'll talk about that at a different time. And it's great to see. So without further ado, Ava Lee, can you get on up here? Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Yes, everything Colby did just say is true. Exposing, but true. Anyway, so my name is Ava Lee. As you might have heard, I am 14 years old, and I've been going here for 14 years. I know, that doesn't add up. But I am like 14 and maybe like seven months. I don't know. But I've been coming here since I was four months old, six months, around there. So I've been coming here for a long time. So I've been raised in church. I've been told to do things that are holy, told to do things that are not holy. I've just been raised in this church. So as I've said before, holy, I'm going to be talking about chasing holiness, going along with the idea of chasing the wave. I'm gonna talk about what holiness, hol holiness is. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why it's important, how we can get off track, and how we can stay on track. So. The word holy, it means to be dedicated or consecrated to God or a religious purpose. Not concentrated, but consecrated, guys. So we need to stay focused on God, dedicated to God. So ask yourself, are you dedicated to God? Are you staying holy? Is everything that you do for God, is everything that you do related to God, is everything you do holy? Is, was that time that that lady ate your lunch in the break room, the way that you responded, was that holy? That time that somebody cut into your lane when you were driving was the words that you yelled out the window, holy? Let's just think about that, you know? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> so, holiness is important because God tells us it's important. He says in Leviticus 19.2, be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. It's as easy as that. He tells us to be holy, so we need to be holy. There's no questions about it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are a good crowd. Okay. <laughs> 
and we get off track because unfortunately sometimes we focus ourselves, <laughs> we focus on things that prevent us from living a fully and dedicated to God life. We focus on fame, we focus on fortune, we focus on seeking approval like Sage said. I personally struggled with seeking approval my first year of high school. I struggled with acting a certain way, talking a certain way, and dressing a certain way to seek approval from others. But I overcame it with a phrase that I called holy cow. Repeat after me, holy cow. Exactly, you get it? Holy and cow, you get it? All right, so it's an abbreviation. It's C-O-W. The C is choose and the O is obey and the W is wear. We'll get into that later. So unfortunately, it does seem like everything in society contradicts chasing holiness, but there are ways to overcome this. So C is for choose, O is for obey, and the W is for wear. We need to choose the right people to surround ourselves with. A common phrase that we say here is, show me your five best friends, I'll show you where you'll be in five years. So if your five best friends are people who are complainers, who are undisciplined, who are ungrateful, <laughs> that's where you're gonna be in five years. You're gonna be just complaining all the time. You're gonna be a bum. I'm sorry, but you're gonna be a bum if you're like that. <laughs> if you surround yourself with people who are hungry for God, who are holy, who wanna pursue God in everything that they do in your life, that's how you're gonna be in five years. The O is obey, because we need to obey God's word in our everyday life. This may be seen as serving or tithing. I personally serve here a lot. I like to serve in JV with the fifth and sixth graders. I teach them, and there's this one boy, he came up to me and he told me this story about he wishes his life was normal. He wishes that he knew his biological father in ways that his other friends did. And this dude, he's only like 10 years old and he's having these father problems. And it just broke my heart so much that his whole world was crumbling, but he told me that he was gonna build a new one out of all the pieces that were still there. This also may be seen as tithing. We need to tithe every day, well not every day, you know, every weekend. And I know not everybody here tithe. So we need to make sure that we are tithing every weekend because, <laughs> because you want to see, you want to see your life thrive. Who wants to see their life thrive? I want to see my life thrive. I want to see blessings be poured into my life every day. And the way to do it is to tithe. The W is for wear because we need to wear the armor of God everywhere that we go. We need to not, we need to not be vulnerable. Ooh, sorry. Okay, we need to not be vulnerable to what people say. We need to let the things that people will say towards us, the negativity, the devil will try to attack you. But if you have the armor of God, he cannot get to you. We need to have the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, and the gospel of peace, and the sword of the spirit. This can all be seen in Ephesians 6, 13 to 17, if you wanna read on that later. So repeat after me, choose, choose. obey, where? Where? Holy cow. Holy so if you ever get in a bad situation, just think, holy cow, I'm in a bad situation. So I'm gonna choose, choose. Obey. obey, where? Where? Holy cow. Holy cow. Thank you. Oh yeah. Great job, Ava. Thank you. And she's gonna hang out with me here for a second as well. You know, looking at every single one of these students that have come up tonight and shared what's been on their heart, I think it's a couple of things. I think, first of all, it's inspiring. You know, I, I look at it, I'm like, man, like, these kids are absolutely amazing. And second of all, I think it's challenging in a really good way to have a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, you know, like, being like, you read your Bible every day? I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. You need to check your... Talk about it. Talk about it. You need to check yourself. But seriously, it, it is so important. And I think that what can oftentimes happen is, is we allow 
their age to get in the way of what they're saying. And we are okay with it being challenging, but we're not okay with it being impacting. It can inspire us and it can challenge us, but oh, that was really good what they said on Sunday. Am I gonna bring it actually into my Monday? And I, from every single one of these students' perspectives, I know that they are doing two things correctly right now. They are living the gospel as they should, and today they communicated it as they should. And today, maybe you're inspired by what you heard, or maybe you were challenged. What I want to offer every single person in here is the ability to respond to that challenge. And what that looks like, if you've never heard this before, is every single person in here can enter into a brand new relationship with God. They can say, man, I, I am gonna leave the, the old me behind and step into a brand new way of living. I mean, Ava, for you, what does it look like to, to live in a relationship with God every day? To live in a relationship with God every day, I feel it's like whenever you're in a bad situation, not a holy cow situation, but just a basic situation where you feel like you're alone, you feel like you're weak, you feel like you're helpless, if you believe in God, He'll be there for you. He'll give you the strength to keep going and you will not give up. Wow, that's so amazing. And you know, I think that we oftentimes view it as God is up there, and but what, from what Ava is saying, this is a personal relationship. This is entering into a relationship that I live with every single day. And so today, maybe you wanna to respond to this. If I could have every single person in here right now just bow their head and, and close their eyes, whether you're sitting or standing. And I'm gonna to count to three, and if you say, man, Colby, I am ready to enter into a brand new relationship with God, and I'm gonna leave the, the old me behind. I'm stepping out of the, the way I used to live, the sin that I used to live in is no longer a part of me, and I am ready to enter into that friendship and companionship that is Jesus Christ. On a count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. And by raising your hand, you're saying, I, I am accepting Jesus Christ into my heart today. And I will live as he has called me to live, and I will live beside him every single day. So one, two, three. If you were challenged today by these students and one response, say, man, I am ready to live my life as God has called me to. There's some hands around the room right now. You can go ahead and put those down. And I'm gonna have Ava pray for us really quick as we continue to keep our, our heads bowed. Ava, would you mind praying really fast? And would you guys mind repeating after Ava as well, everyone in here? Okay, repeat after me. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for entering into my heart. Thank you for entering into my heart. Thank you for making me brand new. Thank you for making me brand new. I leave my old life behind. I leave my old life behind. And choose to follow you. And choose to follow you every single day of my life every single day of my life i love you lord i love you lord and i live for you and i live for you in jesus name we say in jesus name amen amen and amen thanks again for joining us today we hope you enjoyed this message don't forget to subscribe and hey if you want to find out more about our church or how you can be a part go to freedomhouse.cc